Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Okay, let's go ahead and get started. Yeah. Chandrakant? Yeah. Hi. Hi, ma'am. Yes. Uh, hi, sir. Uh, my name is Chandrakant. Uh, so my passport uh, got expired this month, second, which is like mm-hmm. July second. Uh, so I have applied for new passport, which I have received it before the, my expiration date only. Mm-hmm. So uh, that old passport is having my uh, visa stamping, H-1B visa stamping. It has. So uh, after the expiration date, I did not. Go- means like before the expiration date, I did not go to India or out of uh, country where my new passport number is not updated in I-94. So my I-94 got expired because of uh, my previous passport uh, expiration date was uh, added. So right now my uh, attorney, they are saying uh, my I-94 got expired right now. So I'm completely out of status. So they're going to apply for H1 again with the new passport. So your I-94 on the documents you have, is that expired? Yes. Like you don't have an I-797 or anything that shows you're still in lawful status? I have I-797 until 2026. Okay. And when did you last enter the country? Um, in the month of May. Okay. And when did when you got an I-94, did that expire in July? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, I would agree with your attorney. Um, unfortunately, I would say you are out of status and probably unlawfully present because your I-94 expired July 2nd. Um, I've had success with those cases of not having people have to depart the country. Uh, but the safest move would be to depart the country and apply for a new H1. Okay, so that means I need to go for stamping again and everything uh, will yeah. be from the scratch. I would say so, yeah. Okay, sir. Thank you. Yeah, I okay. just wanted to check with you. Yeah, before okay. I proceed. Okay. Saurabh? Thank you, sir. Hi, uh, Steve. Uh, I applied my um, EAD extension application under uh, pending 485 category in June. Um, USCIS received the application on June 15th. I have received the subsequent notices of the application that they are able to retrieve my biometrics, but I have not received the original receipt notice saying that they have received the application under the category C9. Um, now my EAD is expired and I am on LOP. What is the fastest way for me to get the receipt notice or any supporting document to get my I9 validated? Uh, Contact the DHS ombudsman. Um, I, I think that you usually have to do a, have you done a service request yet? Yes, I did service request last week, Monday, but they are saying it's a four weeks wait time. Uh, I did email logbox. I did reach out to my uh, house of representative uh, from my local area. And I have also raised ombudsman request yesterday night. Yeah, the ombudsman is usually the quickest way to go. Um, 
with with this. I mean, obviously, unfortunately, these notices get lost in the mail every once in a while. Um, but yeah, I mean, the ombudsman's yeah. usually. Okay, I, I actually applied um, uh, my 765 and uh, uh, advance parole. Same for my wife, 765 and advance parole. I have not received any of those four notices. Um, okay. So is it something, is, uh, uh, shall I refile? Uh, if I refile, what is the turnaround time uh, shall I expect? And uh, how much time normally it takes for me to get the risk notice? And what will happen on my previous application if I refile? I mean, my concern with doing a refile would be that I don't think it helps with the automatic extension because you'll have been filing after the expiration of your current EAD. Um, okay. I mean, that option if the ombudsman can't get it to you quickly, but I don't think it's, I mean, the. I think it would be a backup option rather than my primary option. Okay. All right. So the best way is to go through ombudsman and wait for USCIS to revert back? Yes. Right. If you want right. the interim file, um, it's another free avenue file, um, a Freedom of Information Act request for your entire file. I mean, you have the receipt number now um, yes. because you got the, I, not your biometrics. So do a FOIA request for everything related to that receipt number. You won't get, you shouldn't get the... Um, uh, receipt notice, but they would send you back like the form with the stamp. I've given some guidance on I-9 on some thoughts on that. Um, it's not an I-9 document, but um, I think it's something that companies... Yeah, I, I read your blog. I read your blog on that and uh, the guidance was more specifically for I-129. Um, that you can upload the pending application with the with the stamp from USAS that USAS I, received the application. Similar in this situation. Again, it's not an I nine document, so I think your uh, company would want to talk to a lawyer about the pros and cons. But um, I think there's some some thoughts on that. Okay. 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 So the best way is to go to ombudsman and see if it can yeah get a good yeah. turn around. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Thank you so much. Sanjeev. Okay. Hello. Hey, Stephen. Yes. Yes. Hey. Uh, sorry. Uh, I'm currently on H-1B visa. So okay. I traveled to India in end of Feb for my H-1B visa stamping. Uh, once I came to India in a couple of weeks due to layoffs, I lost my job. So uh, my H-1B stamping was done. I got my H-1 and all that is fine. But uh, since May, I'm not able, I didn't run my payroll. So mm -hmm. I wanted to know if it's okay to not run the payroll while you're in India. Yeah, I mean, you're yeah, not, I mean, not H-1B stamp. India. So you're no longer subject, in my opinion, to uh, U.S. immigration laws. So it's okay to not run the payroll. Only when I get back to U.S., I need to run the payroll. Correct. Yeah, you're not on H-1B status when you're outside the U.S. Okay. Okay. And one more question. Um, uh, what is the H-1B grace period? 
is it 60 it, days 180 yes but you have to be in the us no yeah yeah is is it 60 it's or 60. okay 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 so h- however long it may be when i'm in india it's okay to not run the payroll right correct okay th- th- thanks a lot that's all Okay. Okay. Th- thanks a lot. Monica. Okay. Um, hi, Stephen. Um, my name is Monica. Um, I have a quick question. <clears throat> so I have applied for my H4 and H4 EAD along with my husband's uh, H1 extension um, in premium processing. And uh, so I was hoping all the three uh, would be approved. Uh, but when I look at the case status, H1, uh, my husband's H1B is, uh, I mean, it shows up as approved. Uh, uh, but my H4 and H4 EAD uh, uh, cases still show up as case was received. Um, so I just wanted to check and see, um, uh, like, you know, is this, I mean, is is this normal? Should I be waiting like for a couple more days or uh, uh, typically how would the scenario be like? It, it really shouldn't be separated out. I mean, they, they settled with us as a lawsuit to process these together. Did you, where did you guys file? Do you know? Uh, I think it's in Vermont. Okay. Um, Okay, because I usually see this issue from the Texas Service Center. I would have your husband's attorney uh, with a company reach out um, on this and be like, hey, we didn't get the H-4 um, like we expected. Now, I will also say I had a case uh, a couple of weeks ago where it still should case received. I had sent an email um, to the premium unit about that. And, um you know, we got the receipt, we got the approval notices in the mail before the case status page updated. So um, just some thoughts on that. Okay, um, so I got the approval. So they have applied the case on 19th, uh, which was, I guess, a Tuesday. And um, by Monday, by the next week, Monday or Tuesday, we already got the approval. And this is like almost weekend. Uh, so mm-hmm. I thought like, I'll just like wait for uh, today and tomorrow and then probably check with the attorney. I mean, but I just wanted to understand, like, is this is this a typical case or? Uh, it's it's um, not normal, but it's not so abnormal that I would say panic. You know, sometimes they just get separated out, you know. OK. OK, I'll have uh, the attorney reach out to the USCIS then. OK. All right. Thank you so much. Aparna? Yeah. yeah uh, hi, Stephen. Uh, I have a couple of questions. Actually, I have been approved for uh, consular H1B, but I did my master's here on F1 and I'm currently working here. So is it risky if I go for stamping on consular rather than on change of status H1? I do have an yeah. option option to change the consular to change of status though. So which one do you think has the better approval uh, for stamping in my case so that I, I'll be on a safer side? I mean, in my opinion, so theoretically, um, you know, since you've never been on H-1B, theoretically, you shouldn't be able to do a change of status to H-1B. Um, It works uh, with the same company, uh, but theoretically, it could be tricky. Um, I don't, you know, if everything's clean and obviously everybody's background is different, um, every case is different, but, you know, assuming everything's clean, going for stamping isn't a problem. So uh, they don't uh, ask me any questions regarding like why I've applied for consular H1 when I'm supposed to apply for change of status as I'm already in US. No, I've never seen that come up. Okay, 
And also, I'm currently on OPT, and I have to apply for uh, STEM OPT uh, from this October or November. So if I go for stamping in November, so does it affect my H-1B? Because I already have my H-1B, and you know, if I apply for STEM, there might be uh, cha uh, chances of denial of revocation. If you enter in on the in the U.S. on H-1B, you would no longer qualify for your STEM. But I can apply for STEM, right? Like right uh, in uh, August or September. Not if you in on H-1B because you'd no longer be on F-1. Okay, so can I visit, uh, can I travel to Canada? Can I visit Canada right now because I'm on consular and my status doesn't change till I, uh, you know, uh, get stamping. So can I visit other countries right now? Yeah, I mean, the one thing to keep an eye on is now you have an H-1B approved, it could create questions at the port of entry for your F-1, um, you know, whether you have the intent just to study and go back or not. Oh, okay. So I've been uh, having I-797B. So what does it mean? Like I can only go for stamping in my home country or I can go to any other country as well? You could go to any country. Yeah, hi. Good morning. So, Good morning. Yeah, this is regarding the fresh test one. Oh, last November I have attended interview and they gave me a blue slip. So my employer mm -hmm. sent all the documents and I had to follow up with the consular officer for um, for a follow up message, but I didn't get anything. And after six months, I got a mail stating that um, mine has been sent back to USCIS for revocation purpose. Uh, it's happened uh, in May. But still, I can see my case in the approved state. So my employer didn't get any uh, news from the USCIS as well. So I just want another session here. So you got a notice of intent to revoke? Yes, from embassy I got mail. Yes. They sent like my petition sent back to USCIS. We're referring it back to USCIS for possible revocation, correct? Yes. Yeah, unfortunately, there's not a timeline um, for that. I would, um, unfortunately, I mean, I had a case like that and it kind of sat for a little bit. So there's not a timeline um, for them to USCIS to review um, to potentially re revoke or uphold the approval. Okay. My employer uh, tried to contact them, but they got a reply stating that it's still in approved state uh, petition. So, so yeah, I mean, it's under review right now. Um, and so they would just have, unfortunately, just have to wait. Oh, okay. So, okay. Thank you. Yep. Ravi B. Ravi B. Syed Deepak. Yeah, please. Is Ravi. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. My question is regarding H1B uh, 2023. Actually, uh, some few different companies uh, reached out to me for uh, applying H1B. Okay. So later, uh, I uh, three got um, picked in the lottery. So I have chosen one company for uh, filing the petition. So actually, uh, my petition got approved. Now I am in. I am afraid of like uh, multiple registration. So. So what is the legality like uh, I may scrutinize? Yeah, I mean, we've we've been seeing issues um, with that. I mean, I just saw, um, you know, revocation notices from someone from 2022 who got an employee, uh, you know, changed companies and everything. Um, it's, it happens. And, you know, it's unfortunately, it's just going to be one of those things you got to see what happens way you know when things happen and react so any any uh, legal explanation like is there any legal explanation for uh, revocation 
like how they can prove that my multiple registrations are not valid it would depend on each situation i mean i saw one last week that had like two pages of um information uh, about an individual's um you know situation so you're just going to have to see i don't know each individual is going to be different but it's something you are going to end up probably having to deal with in the long term so can you repeat I mean, it's eventually going to be something you have to deal with. That you know, either you get a notice of intent to revoke or notice of intent to deny when you change companies, whatever. No, it is a fresh H one, so still I have to go for interview. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's kind of a new territory where I'm not sure how the consulates are handling it. You could end up with an issue at the consulate, um, or like I said, it could be when, um, when you change companies or do an extension down the road or whatever you could face issues so yeah i can understand that one so any 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 uh, legal explanation like they can prove that it is a uh, eligible for revocation yeah they would have to send a notice of intent to revoke that details why they intend to revoke so any i mean every case, every case is going to be unique and different i can't opine on your specific situation on a open call because I don't, you know, I don't know all the details about your specific case. I'm just saying we have seen a lot of those revocation notices coming um, and it's something to just be prepared for. So is it defendable or it is uh, final? I don't know. Uh, you would get a notice of intent to revoke with a chance to respond. It would depend on the facts of your case. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Hi, uh, I'm currently on STEM OPT and like my H1B got picked up this year in Amazon and my case is approved. I also have I-797A, but recently like I got laid off in Amazon and the internal tool shows that the application is withdrawn. But like whereas the USA's case states like it shows it is still approved. So uh, I mean, uh, like if before October, can I transfer the H1B or is it gone? Yeah. No, I think it's gone. You know, in order to be counted against the cap, you have to be able to work on H-1B uh, for at least one day with that change of status and you won't be able to. Um, I think it's I think it's gone, unfortunately. But, but uh, the case status is like still approved, like it is not showing as withdrawn or nothing is showing in the case status. Well, and also my ITP is going to be able to work with it on October 1st. Uh, are you going to work with Amazon on October 1st? No, no. Yes, that would be my issue. Um, and the fact that they mailed a withdrawal, withdrawals are effective as of the date of mailing, not when USCIS withdraws it. Okay. So so I can legally stay in STEM OPT. Uh, like right. I'm just well, afraid, I would uh, be talking with your DSO to make sure you don't get terminated from SEVIS. Okay, okay. I'll, uh, I need to mail the DSO and uh, let them know my H1 is withdrawn. Correct. Thank you. Swati Gupta. Hey, hi. I have two quick questions. The first one is uh, primary H1 is going for H1 transfer. So does it require H4 and H4 EAD to file amendment? No. Yes? No. No? Okay. No. So no need, no need to do anything, right? No, nothing no. required or maintain status as long as the H-1B is. Now, obviously, you'll have a little bit of a different of dates. There are some people that would file a new for an H-4 EAD to get the dates on the same line, but that's, you don't have to. You just need to know that there is a difference in dates, uh, so you would have to, to keep an eye on that. Okay. And the second question is, 
like this is for new Canadian program for H1. What happens if the passport is expiring in two years and the program is for three years? So it should be fine. I mean, you should only get uh, worry about the short approval notices. If you travel and enter, you'd only get the two year uh, entry. So like we can renew the passport and it will work? Yes. Okay. 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 Thank you so much, Srivan. Vasishta? Hi. I have, recently, I have applied for H1 extension and my extension got approved and my wife H4 got approved. And a couple of weeks back, right, I have applied for H4 EAD. And her current EAD, right, is expiring next week. So can she continue working on the receipt? I'm sorry, say that again? Yeah, my wife, right, my wife H4 extension is approved. My mm -hmm. H1 extension is approved. And I have filed for H4 EAD extension. Okay, mm. so I did not get any response on H4 EAD extension. But yeah, current she, there's language now that allows for that. Okay, with the receipt, she can work, right? H4 EAD yeah, receipt? But, yes. Okay, so they mentioned that I-94 should be extended, right? So that's on the uh, renewed H4. H4, H4, yeah. Okay, so I need not go for a stamping for, to extend the I-94, right? H4 enrolled copy should work. No, you're good. Okay, then. Okay, thank you. And what happens if I don't receive the receipt notice yet? Because I have applied last week. I did not receive the H4 EAD receipt notice. She would need the receipt in order to keep working. That would be the I-9 document. Okay. So what happens, for example, right? Her current EAD is expiring next week. And if she gets the receipt notice after one week, so she can join back, right? With the receipt notice? Correct. Correct. Okay, then. Thank you. Omkar, Omkar. Hello. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Hey, Stephen. Uh, thank you for taking that, my call. So I have uh, two questions, right? First is I recently changed employers uh, in the process at, and I'm on H1B. Uh, so in the process of changing uh, from employer A to B, uh, there was about a week's week long overlap. Uh, the termination at employer A was was delayed by a week, even when I had started working for employer B already on an approved H1B. Um, so for that one week period, I had active payroll on both both of the employers. Is that is that going to impact my H1B? Did you work or just um, just they ran payroll? Uh, I, I did not work, but yeah, there were, the payroll was active, so I did get paid for that time. That's fine. No issues there. I would keep uh, records of that if uh, that you didn't work. Um, that was kind of a payroll. That should be fine. So what, what kind of record would suffice in this case? But how, how do I prove that I, I did if not work for that? From the company showing, hey, your termination date was this, that would be sufficient. Okay. But would that be required when I go for stamping again or when when would this question arise uh, in, in the I process? Think would, I think in the off chance that it does come up and I think you know we are talking about a very limited chance of it coming up would be if your green card you have a green card interview anytime soon before you know the next time you travel outside the U.S. and enter back in. If they I do not have a green card interview yet. Right so I, I think it should be fine. But this would not re, uh, kind of come up during a consular stamping when I go there next time, right? I don't think it would, no. Okay, got it. Thank you. And just uh, another last question is um, my current H-1B stamp expires at the end of September, um, and I have a business travel coming up uh, outside of the country, um, and I would 
going to return by mid-September. Uh, so there would still be another couple of weeks of valid stamping after that. Would that be an issue? Would they kind of, kind of allow re-entry with just two weeks left on the stamp? Uh, yeah, it should be fine. Because my I-797 with the new employer is up to 2026, but my stamp is only until end of September this year. You should be fine. I've had no issues with that. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Um, okay, we'll take one more. Arkin? Yes. Hello? Hello? Yes. Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm on EB3, skilled worker. I just had my interview in the beginning of the month and my priority dates will be will not be current next month so i was asked for a rfe for my daughter for medicals i sent them last week and first question is do you think will i get a reply by the end of the month and can they approve it next month uh very unlikely unless they've already allocated a visa number okay but my next question is can i leave my sponsoring employer now i think that's gonna take a more detailed I, I, how uh on that i would rec recommend emailing ryan will ryan will mm -hmm. okay okay thank you Okay, we'll go ahead and end the call a couple minutes early. I just had some um, information come in and we need to review it. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining. We'll have our next call tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.